What is going on, guys? Chris Odom here with the Wisdom from My iPhone Notes podcast, where I share short little snippets of wisdom that I've gained over the years. I wrote them down on my iPhone Notes, and I said, you know what? I need to share this with people because I think they can gain some wisdom from it as well. So I hope that's what you experienced today. You gained some wisdom from my experience and we're going to get right into it. Episode 18, The Only Thing That Matters, Part 1. Split this up into two parts, uh, actually because I just recorded the whole thing and I realized it was a little too long. So we're going to do a part one and a part two. To get right into it, the only thing that matters is intimacy with God and relationship with Him. And so I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about my pursuit of God Um and what I've learned through that. Thinking about it yesterday, I was thinking, man, I feel completely unqualified to even talk on this topic. And the reason is because it's been the most frustrating thing in my spiritual journey. has been my pursuit of God, but feeling like he's not meeting me. And that's, that's to be completely candid and honest, that's where I've been. Um, and I would say since probably about 2014, things have kind of switched around. I read a great book by... Um, Philip Yancey, Disappointment with God. And it really just rocked me and gave me a better understanding of a relationship with God and what that looks like. That'd be a great book to read, along with my favorite book, which is Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer. If you get nothing else from this and you don't even want to listen to anything else, just go read Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer, and you'll be good. But anyways, I felt completely unqualified to talk about it, but then I realized, hey, you know what? I think that's what makes me qualified to talk about it because I've learned so much through this experience in my pursuit of him um, that I think you guys can learn th- from learn from, and gain some wisdom from. So I want to start with a quote from A.W. Tozer, Pursuit of God. And we're going to go from there. The moment the Spirit has quickened us to life and regeneration, our whole being senses its kinship to God and leaps up, leaps up in joyous recognition. Regeneration is essentially when God... Um, makes us a Christian or we become a Christian. That is the heavenly birth without which, without which we cannot see the kingdom of God. It is, however, not an end but an inception. For now begins the glorious pursuit, the heart's happy exploration of the infinite riches of the Godhead. That is where we begin. But where we stop, no man has yet discovered. For there is in the awful in mysterious depths of the triune God, neither limit nor end. end. Awful meaning reverential wonder or fear. So there is in the awful and mysterious depths of the triune God, neither limit nor end. So that's where we're going today. I want to just talk about how there's neither limit nor end and how do we pursue him. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is number one, which is I'm going to give you two reasons where I think we've gotten it wrong in our pursuit of God. So this episode, we're just going to talk about number one, which is a lack of discipline to pursue the spiritual disciplines. And essentially the phrase that I would use is the practical brings about the spiritual or the spiritual is brought about by the practical. I think what we'll do, so we'll actually just go there now, but I think what we usually do is we land in one of one of two camps. We live in the practical or we live in the spiritual place. And I don't think the Bible holds to either extreme. 
And what that could be described as, I think, is the practical and the spiritual is human responsibility and God's sovereignty. We make this huge distinction, and I don't think we should. So I'm going to give you a couple examples in Scripture, and then we're going to go from there. In James 4, it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Well, where is that? Human responsibility, draw near to God. God's sovereignty, he will draw near to you. In Ephesians, or sorry, we're going to go to uh, 2 Corinthians 9. It says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Human responsibility. But then before that, it says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. That's God's sovereignty. He's the one who gives the grace for us to work. Then in Ephesians, there's a great verse that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, which essentially means cultivate your faith. But then the next verse says, God is at work within you, both the will and the work for his good pleasure. That's God's sovereignty. And another one on God's sovereignty, it says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who's doing the sanctifying? God is. But we're supposed to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. What is it? It's both. God doesn't hold to either extreme. It's called an antinomy, true truths that sit side by side. And a little dumb example to give would be, if we want to get a good grade on a test, will we study for it? Well, obviously, yeah, we would. But then what if God told us, hey, you know what? You're going to do really well on that test. Will we then decide not to study? Right? It doesn't make sense. We've got to put in the work. But God's sovereign over that as well. So to bring about the spiritual, we have to act in the practical. And a big piece of that is if we want our relationship with God to work, if we want to know him, not work, if we want to know God, if we want to be in relationship with him, it requires work. Tozer has a great quote. We have almost forgotten that God is a person and as such can be cultivated as any person can. It is inherent in personality to be able to know other personalities. But full knowledge of one personality cannot be achieved in one encounter. It is only after long and loving mental intercourse that the full possibilities of both can be explored. And then I love this quote by Jim Cimbala. God is attracted to weakness. He can't resist those who humbly and honestly admit how desperately they need him. Our weakness, in fact, makes room for his power. So along with the work, what does the work look like? I think it looks like spiritual disciplines. Another great book, Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline, talks about several of these. He puts them in the three categories, inward, outward, and corporate. And then within each of those categories, he has specific disciplines. Inward, he has prayer, fasting, meditation, and study. Outward, he has simplicity, solitude, submission, and service. In corporate, he has confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. Just read the book if you need some more disciplines and what it looks like specifically. It's a great little book. Um, yeah, and that's, that's where I think we've got it wrong is we have to pursue the practical. We have to go after pra- the practical to bring about the spiritual. And I want to end with this quote. Sound Bible exposition is an imperative must in the church of the living God. Without it, no church can be a New Testament church in any strict meaning of that term. But exposition may be carried on in such a way as to leave the hearers devoid of any true spiritual nourishment whatsoever. 
For it is not mere words that nourish the soul, but God himself. And unless and until the hearers find God in personal experience, they are not the better for having heard the word of truth. The Bible is not the end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God, that they may enter into him, that they may delight in his presence, may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and center of their hearts. And I read that because the discipline specifically that he addresses here of reading the word and having great teaching is not the end. It's the means by which we connect with God. So that's all I have for us today. I want to talk next week about my unrealistic expectations in God's timing and intimacy. And we'll get more into depth of that and what I think a proper way to pursue him is. But I appreciate you guys listening. If you're interested, subscribe. Until next time.